Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 18 of the Kennedy Mile Report, brought to you by our sponsor, Bill for Time. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. And we're thrilled with our November report on the number of downloads for this podcast and the growth we're seeing. And it's a good time to remind you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes so each episode comes to you automatically and can be loaded onto your iPod or iPhone. Speaking of iPhones, Tom, what will we be talking about on this episode? In this episode, we're going to be talking about the mobile platform. So iPhones fit right in there and how important mobile technologies have become this year uh, to the ways that we work and live. In our second segment, we've got a special guest to discuss this topic further with an emphasis on how lawyers are using mobile technologies. And as usual, we will end with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can begin to use the second that this podcast is over. But on to our main topic. Dennis, uh, if I had to pick one trend this year, uh, I know that you do the top 10 trends or top 10 predictions. If I had to pick just one that was bigger than the rest, I would probably say that the rise of mobile technology and mobile platforms would win the prize. So, you know, that's not necessarily anything new. Lawyers have been obsessed with their Blackberries for years now. But I think that this year, the frenzy, if you want to call it that, has gotten even bigger. I've got to believe that it's because of the literal explosion of new phones and new applications and new abilities that these devices have to allow us to work and to actually practice law when we're not in the office. Dennis, what have you noticed about these new technologies? Well, I think what you what you refer to as applications is really the key to this. I, I think we've moved beyond just using phones for calling or for, for receiving emails, sort of the traditional things that lawyers uh, use phones for. But it's it's really spread across the rest of of the population as well. And and I was struck this uh, past Thanksgiving. I was uh, and I'm in a visit my parents, small town in Indiana. Not we're not in Silicon Valley or anything, but I look up in the living room and there were about eight people sitting around the living room all on their mobile phones, all with mobile phones out, but they weren't talking on the phones. They weren't texting each other. They were sharing applications, sending pictures back and forth, uh, exchanging ringtones, that sort of thing. And I realized that you, there really is a sense that the phone has become a lot more than the phone, that it really has become a platform and a way that people start to interact with each other to do work and to do things more than what we've traditionally associated phones with. Have, and, and I think a lot of that has really happened to me in the last six months even. Tom, do you have that same sense? I, I do. And, and I think it's funny, your story about going home over Thanksgiving. I, I went into a room recently where a lot of people had iPhones and uh, they were all playing Scrabble, but they were each playing Scrabble on their own iPhone, but with each other. And I, I, I wonder whether this is going to redefine game night for families now that uh, <laughs> that you're able to do certain things like this. I, I really think that 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 the 
the ability to do more on your phone, the ability to do more in a mobile setting is what's driving this. Obviously, if these were just phones that would call or do email and maybe not a lot more, maybe text message also, I would make the I would wager that that would not be as popular or as much of a of the frenzy, like I said, of uh, of adoption. I, I think that the applications that are being used absolutely are where it is and and where the companies that are involved in this, Apple, now Google with its Android and its open source, are really going to take off because the, the, the amount of things that you can do on these applications is really limitless. Every time I find that there's something that I want to do, uh, for example, I'll, I'll probably give you more information than I should give and say that I've recently wanted to start tracking my blood pressure. I typed in blood pressure on the application on my iPhone and instantly got about 25 different applications that allow me to input my blood pressure. You can literally put anything you want to do into the app uh, store at Apple and soon to be on Android and also probably BlackBerry. And you can really almost do anything that you want to do. I really think that's that's really what's driving all of this. Well, and I think that if there's a f- catchphrase for 2009, it may well be there's an app for that. And, and is, it, it is really striking. And, and I also uh, have noticed that when people look at phones these days, and, and there has been a tremendous uh, change just in the stats of people buying smartphones rather than regular phones. Um, you can really track that over the course course of the year. When I when I got uh, when it was time up to, to for me to get a new phone, it was seventy nine dollars to get a flip BlackBerry. So it was like, why not get a smartphone? Why would I why would I even get a regular phone? And you hear people talking about when they're getting phones now. It's not sound quality is not to make calls emails not as big a concern it's like how easy is it for me to text and what's on the application platform which is why and and i think that iphone really is driving a lot of this but as you mentioned blackberry has an app store uh nokia the android platform as as well uh microsoft uh Mobile also has it, it allows you to run apps as well. And so you really do have a sense of, hey, I can do a lot more with this phone than just calls and 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 the sort of call and maybe in the email paging we associate with Blackberries has become more incidental to to what we you know expect to use a to use a phone for. I mean, Tom, I, I went back and I looked at my 2009 legal tech trends and um, I actually I was surprised to see I was I had one of the trends. My third one was called the mobile phone as a platform. And I didn't expect to find us exactly where we are now. I, I think we're much further along than I expected. So I, I think my sense of where we were going, the direction was OK, but it, we've really come a long way so far this year. I think we have too. I, I've interested. I follow Steve Rubell, who's kind of out there on the on the fringes of of social media and learning to uh, find new ways of working with uh, data and with his computers. And he has been his goal has been to completely eliminate having to take a laptop with him whenever he travels, because he really believes that's where we're headed. We're headed to you won't have to bring a laptop with you when you. Uh, 
when you go on a work trip from now on because you should be able to do everything you can from your phone. One of the things that Steve says, he calls a laptop mental baggage um, because you have to think about where it is. You have to remember where it is all the time and keep track of it, whereas a phone is more like an appendage for us nowadays. I, I That's probably not a good thing to say, but it's true that we always know where the phone is. It's always with us, and it's a lot easier to carry. So now that you're able to do as much, maybe not more, and maybe in some areas we're still lacking, but you're still able to do many things on a smartphone that you have traditionally only been able to do on a computer, I think we're going to find a lot more people using this as a primary means of communication and of getting work done when they're on the road, when they're traveling. It's just a lot easier. Yeah, and I, th- I think that one of uh, one of the the big things that I see in this is it's given the economy and in the law firm setting where you're not going to see firms spending money on new software and new hardware. You probably will, though, have the option of getting a new phone or be able to take better use of a phone. And you're, it's going to be a smartphone because people, lawyers need email access. And so I think that also helps move this along. Plus the sort of two-year upgrade cycle we have with with uh, with our mobile phones, I think that really helps move it. And, and I think the other thing that's happened, um, the two things sort of go hand in hand, but uh, the really usable mobile browser uh, that's built into the phones and probably most important of all, the all-you-can-eat data plans. So I know I spend a certain amount and it's probably more than I want to spend, but I, I know that it's an all-you-can-eat plan on data. And, I, and so I can do whatever I want. I can send all the messages. I can download apps. I can go on the internet. And that helps me be willing economically to to uh, use the phone for all its potential uses. And and it's surprising. I, that time I... I try to think, you know, what what can't you do on a smartphone that you would really need a laptop for these days? You still can't edit a PowerPoint. You can on a, I, I guess you can on a BlackBerry. I think you can edit a PowerPoint on a BlackBerry, but you can't do it on all platforms. I think that that for the for a business person, for a lawyer who is working in Microsoft Office, for me that is one of the the areas where the smartphones are lagging is the ability to view and edit documents in Office. Now that's coming, and Documents to Go has come come a long way in um, in 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 providing a lot of that functionality. But I still don't think it's a, it's, it's it's exactly there. And frankly, I, I'm on the fence about using my smartphone as my primary computer. I don't want to edit a document with touch on on a, on a small little smartphone. I'd rather have a keyboard where I can spread out and where I can um, get my fingers on some keys to deal with it. I, I, I think a BlackBerry's keys are too small also. So from that standpoint, I would still prefer to use a computer when it came to processing my office documents. What about you, Dennis? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that. I, I always see, and but I, I I have a sense this might be changing a bit. But I, I always see the the mobile phone, the smartphone, as sort of the extension of your computer that you can take anywhere with you and do certain things. But I think it's 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 uh, you know emblematic of the way computing is changing. Where you say there's a certain device or certain software or perhaps using the internet that makes sense for the task I really have at hand. 
And so a mobile phone doesn't make sense for when you have to do extensive new writing or drafting. But when you got to do quick edits, um, I mean, with a mobile browser, I can use Google Docs or an online thing, but I'm going to do simple things. Um, and it, you know, where it will make sense where I'm at in the context of using the phone. It's sort of like uh, my brother was talking about how he couldn't believe that anybody would watch TV over a mobile phone because the screen's <laughs> so small. And I said, you know, but if you're on a plane or you're, in, you know, there's certain things where if you're just watching a show that has talking heads on it, um, you know, or somebody doing a presentation, that screen size doesn't matter. So I think our whole relationship with computing is changing because um, we have this mobile platform. And the key to it is that anywhere we are, anytime, um, we have access to the Internet, basically. And, and I think that's what's changing everything. I think that's I think that's right. We previously, you know, when I had my my trio and my palm long ago, uh, I was not able to get anywhere anytime access on it. I would have to synchronize my computer to the the handheld device just to have access to those things um, on the handheld. Now I've got real time access to everything. Uh, although on my iPhone with AT and T, sometimes that's a little slow real time. But nevertheless, I have access to anything that I want, anytime. And I think that really makes the difference because it's putting the mobile device on a par with your desktop, but it's your desktop that you can take in your pocket somewhere. Dennis, before we uh, wrap it up and move on to our second uh, segment, why don't you uh, take us out with a few concluding thoughts? Well, I, I think that apps is sort of the key to all of this. And the sort of evolution, I think, of, of legal apps and what you can do, either as an iPhone app or something that you can do on a mobile phone. So, so the apps that will work for specific legal purposes, we don't really have time to go into some of the issues that are raised by the mobile platform, security, some of those other issues. We're aware they exist and, and you need to be aware of that as well. But I think um, I've never seen people this year as enthusiastic about technology as when they're talking about some iPhone apps. I mean, I was at a reception the other <laughs> night and somebody was just carrying on about the Black's Law Dictionary application and how excited they were to give it as a gift to their brother who was in law school. So I think that finding the specific application that will do something that's really helpful to you where you can take advantage of the mobile platform is really the key. So I think if you have a smartphone and you're still looking at it as just something you make calls on or get email with, you're missing the potential of all of this. Totally agree. Before we move on to our next segment, uh, let's take a quick break with a few words from the Legal Talk Network and our sponsor, Bill for Time. Bill for Time tracks, organizes, and invoices your billable time. Time is money, and this legal billing software helps you keep track of both. All you need is a computer and internet connection. Manage your billable time on your phone, too. Great personal customer support and tutorials quickly get you on your way. Go to BillForTime.com slash LegalTalkNetwork and get a 30-day free trial of any level of Bill for Time subscriptions. That's Bill, four as the number, time.com slash LegalTalkNetwork. Are you interested in sponsoring programs on the Legal Talk Network? We'd love to have you on board. Contact our sales department today at 781-551-9960. 
and welcome back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. Tom, we, we have a special treat today with, uh, with a guest for this episode. That's right. I am pleased to introduce Jeremy Devinney. He's the co-founder, chief architect, and director of operations at Bill for Time, our sponsor. He has a combined 15 years experience in software development and business information technology systems. Jeremy has been with Bill for Time since its founding in 2006 and is the original engineer of the Bill for Time system. He also oversees the development of Bill for Time's mobile platform, including apps for the iPhone, BlackBerry, and most other mobile devices. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. It's uh, great to be with you. Hey, Jeremy, this is Dennis. And uh, in this episode, we've been talking about lawyers and, and mobile technology and the mobile platform, and we've been focusing on the end user. But there's a, uh, a big development that's sort of at the center of, of the mobile platform, in addition to all the devices. And that's software as a service, or the hosted platforms. Um, why do you think SaaS is so important in software mobility? Right. Well... Software as a service solutions, um, it's software that exists in the cloud that is the internet. And because of that, it's a natural partner with mobile devices and mobile solutions because both of which exist in that same cloud and have a natural uh, connection. And because of that, you can use mobile devices to leverage an existing software as a service solution. And uh, because of that, it becomes a natural extension, a natural, very powerful extension of your SaaS solution. And then uh, what are some, maybe two or three of the, the key benefits that you would see of a software as a service solution? Right. Well, obviously, it sets you up for that mobile enterprise solution to, uh, depending on, on what kind of SaaS product you're using, uh, the, it sets you up to be able to have those mobile devices and those mobile apps go wherever you go and uh, give you that always on, always available link to your, whether it's a billing solution, a CRM solution, whatever it might be. Uh, it gives you that natural extension of your, of your software. As well as that, you've got just the ability to have your solution always with you gives you that um, you know, you no longer have to remember to do something when you get back to the office. You just pull out that application on your on your iPhone, your BlackBerry, your Android, wherever it might be, and you are in the driver's seat. You're able to uh, bill your time, to track your clients, to look up invoicing, to look up uh, accounting information, all from wherever you're at. And that's an extremely powerful solution. Jeremy, let's let's uh, kind of bring it down a little bit more to the more specific. And I want to go back to a, a time when I was still working for a law firm. And whenever I would talk to the lawyers and ask them if they wanted some functionality for their BlackBerry, nearly all of them at the time would say, I would love to have a way to enter my time when I'm out of the office. Uh, and and it seems to me that that lawyers in general like something like this. Why, what do you think are, can you kind of tell our audience somewhat of the benefits of the ability to, to enter your time when you're, when you're not in front of your desk in the office? Um, absolutely. The, uh, you know, we're a mobile society and we're becoming more mobile all the time with sort of this advent of the internet and, and cloud computing. And as that grows, um, you know, it just really, we, it's created a mobile professional workforce. Um, because of that, and especially when you're talking about law firms and attorneys, I mean, this is a, 
uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're out on the, you're out on the go. You're, you're, you're going to a lot of different places. You're meeting with clients. You're in the courtroom. You're traveling. And if you don't have a mobile solution, you become very reliant on uh, your administrative staff back in the office to organize things, to um, sort of organize your schedule, to to take notes for you, things like that, things that you need to be able to do, and it's very powerful to be able to do on the go with your mobile device. Um, it just becomes a very important tool. And the more practical benefit of this, of course, is the fact that you leave less billable hours uh, that slip between the cracks because you're able to remember what you did right then and there and enter that information so that, you know, nothing gets dropped. And um, obviously this creates a, an increase in efficiency in your, in, in the operation of your firm. So that's really the, the big benefit. And, and I guess that answers my, my follow-up question, which was going to be kind of what is the, the return? What's the ROI for a lawyer who is thinking about using something like this is, is that, you know, less untracked time equals increased billing and, and less time that's lost. I think that's, I think that's absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have, uh, you know, we've done some internal research, um, you know, kind of into our, the bill for time database and, and our customers. And we know that when customers switch, and start utilizing a mobile platform, they see an increase in billing. Um, but what's even more important is that we've run some numbers, and it shows that firms that actively utilize a mobile platform as an extension of their software-as-a-service billing solution have a you know just a much larger uh, number of billable hours that they see and uh, that's just, a, it's a really important thing. You know, serious law firms uh, utilize mobile solutions already. And if you want to be a competitive firm in this very uh, efficiency-hungry economy right now, you really have to uh, look at a mobile platform for your billing solution. I totally agree. Dennis, uh, before we uh, let Jeremy go, do you have a last question for him? Yeah, I'm. I'm curious if you're seeing uh, the uptake in in the mobile, you know, in the mobile platform in in your solution uh, across the board with lawyers. So do you do you see growth in small firms, large firms, uh, across the board, or, or what are you seeing in in the past year, uh, especially in in terms of the the adoption of this type of technology? Right. Well, definitely. Every since, um, at least in our data. Uh, ever since the existence of our product, there's been a steady increase in the number of firms, whether they're big or small, that are utilizing this uh, mobile technology as an extension of their of their, their time and billing solution. Um, it's been very steady, very strong growth, and uh, it really continues. And it's, it's a big selling point for us. Um, you know, people come to us because they want that mobility uh, in their billing and and, and time tracking solution. Okay. And uh, Jeremy, I'd, I'd, let's get you out of here, by, but let's uh, wanted to give people some information about how they can uh, learn more about Bill for Time and maybe even get in touch with you. Sure. Absolutely. Um, our website uh, has everything about our product. You can find that at www.billfortime.com. It has um, all the information about the features and uh and basically the, the platform that, that we provide uh, for, for a time and billing solution. And again, that's 
bill4time.com. Well, thanks, Jeremy, for uh, bringing the legal profession a great example of a useful mobile app and for helping making our podcast possible. No problem. It's a pleasure to be uh, involved with your great show. Now it's time for our parting shots. That one tip, website, or observation that you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. Well, since we're on the subject of the mobile platform and smartphones, I thought, and since it's the holidays or the holidays are fast upon us, I thought that I would mention that there are probably more smartphone gift guides online than you could shake a stick at. And we're going to post a, three or four of them on uh, in the show notes uh, at tkmreport.com. But uh, take advantage of some of these. There are a lot of sites that, that ask you what, what uh, they, they go by the, the service you use, which provider you have, and recommend the best phones for those providers, uh, how you plan to use the device, uh, and, and the best devices for that. And then I also want to recommend while you're out looking at gift guides, take a look at Reed Trout's holiday gift guide for lawyers. It's a great uh, guide he does every year. It's the fifth annual guide. There are some interesting technology gifts, some uh, fun and unique gifts as well. The other uh, gift guide I encourage you to listen to is the Digital Edge podcast recorded by Jim Calloway and Sharon Nelson. Their uh, their Tech Toys issue is episode is also out uh, for the season. So uh, take advantage of that too before you shop for the techie in your life. Dennis? And my parting shot is uh, Twyla Tharp's new book called The Collaborative Habit. Uh, I'm Tom and I obviously are interested in collaboration. I'm very excited about this book. Her previous book called The Creative Habit is really one of the most influential books I've read in the last few years, and I've reread on a number of occasions. It, uh, Twyla Tharp is one of America's artistic treasures, are one of the leading dance choreographers of our time. And she put in in just beautiful language and in practical language, what it takes to be creative. And so the book, The Creative Habit, is is, is just a wonderful book in so many ways. And I, and I always recommend it to people. The, the Collaborative Habit is brand new, and it takes a look at collaboration and how you go about doing that. Um, and I expect – I haven't had the chance to read it yet. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, but I, I think it's going to take a similar approach where she will draw from what she's done artistically and make it practical and useful for everybody. Um, so I'm excited about that. And that's got me thinking about collaboration because the book, The Creative Habit, was definitely an inspiration and an influence on on me as as Tom and I wrote the book. And I think it's a good time to remind people that our book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, is a perfect gift. And especially if when you're listening to this, the, the ABA is still running a combination sale uh, with some of the other great lawyer's guide books that they've published. Tom? Well, I've already added the Twilight Art book to my Amazon wish list. So good tip. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report. Links to the topics we discussed today, uh, as well as how to follow us on our blogs or on Twitter, will be available on our show notes wiki, which is located at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast at the Legal Talk Network site or in iTunes. And if you have questions or suggestions for upcoming topics, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and we're also at TKM Report on Twitter. And you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network, the premier online legal media network. Hope you'll keep listening to us anytime and anywhere.
Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.